You are listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 121, The Killing Soup. The Sci Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience, and in this episode, four men talk about a wonderful comic and then the killing joke. The Sci Fidelity Podcast is now recording for your listening pleasure. Or listening something. I don't know if you'll get pleasure from it. I mean, I would like, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Set your experience organ to mode six. Mm, Nobody, yeah, I made huh? That dirty. I made Damn. that dirty. Experience organ? No, no. It's a penis. My nerd credit says it's a penis. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen and move right on. (laughs) The the hammer is my penis. Wow. You know what? I can't even use that. I can't tell that joke anymore. All right. Mm, 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 mm. Ace Ventura, Effect Detective. We were talking about that at some point, right? Right? And then I shut everybody down. I do like that movie. It is uh, quality entertainment of a time gone by. I remember liking the first one and not so much liking the second one. No, oh, there's but a. But funda- I definitely remember liking the first one. Yeah. There was a fundamental flaw in the second one. Ace is funny when you put him in a normal environment. When you take him to Cartoon Africa, which is the Africa he went to, um, it got he lost all his context of silliness in a normal environment. It's kind of deep. Yeah. Brian. Also, uh, people Here. reacting to him is funny. Uh, otherwise, it's just well, yeah, not yeah. If you put him in the cartoon environment, everyone acts cartoonish, reacts in a cartoonish way, and it loses its oomph. So maybe that's why the cartoon Ace Ventura was also not funny. I could believe I never saw it, but I can certainly believe it would have the same problem. So maybe that's why uh, Fire Marshal Bill was so funny. Let me show you something. No, let me show you something. <laughs> I remember thinking the mask had the same problem. It works because it's a cartoon character plopped into something that's more or less real life. If you, uh, the movie mask, not the comic book. I'm not familiar. I impose the idea that Cameron Diaz is real and not a cartoon. Yes, well, (laughs) real life-ish, okay? Something, you know, approximating. Wow. Okay, then. Sorry, Cameron. Approximating real life. I don't know why I felt the need to hate on Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I know. What the shit, man? (laughs) What did she ever not do to you? So many things. There's something about Cameron. I don't know. Uh huh. I'm just going to let that stupid joke sit out there. Let that simmer and remind me of Franks and Beans. Franks and Beans. I have been Uh, 
sitting around trying to figure out if I should is, go uh, back and rewatch Cable Guy lately. So is that the Frank <laughs> or the Bean? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I'll know. say you know what you know what I what I think it is is um, the Side Fidelity Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Side Fidelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Steve. Steve. <laughs> this is Brian. We, we, this, is, this is why, why do we not have a protocol for that. When I introduce it, it yeah, I know. When I introduce it, it throws the whole thing off. <laughs> Michael, that's called. There's a thing called the chain of command, sir. And when you go around the chain of command, everyone dies. Is that what you want? Is that what you is, want? Is the chain of command the chain that I wrap around your neck to show that I'm in we, we, we we need to put it in terms that he'll understand. We die on stage. So. Uh, <laughs> The chain I go get and beat you with so you know that I am in command. Um, <laughs> uh, Jane Cobb. Um, yeah, we're going to have to work on that. Like off, like off, off air or whatever. But yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah, only been 121 episodes. I'm sure we'll get it straightened out anytime now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This 150, is- I'm sure. <laughs> At 150, we're going to be a well oiled something. So- Killing joke. Yeah, a well, uh, <laughs> a well-oiled pile of crap like we have been. That's fine. Well, I know where I live. I know where I live. I know. I know my place in this podcasting universe. So it's worth mentioning <laughs> that we appreciate your tolerating us and doing all the things and downloading and listening and subscribing. We're glad you're here. Welcome aboard. We're talking about Batman, the killing joke, the Warner Brothers animated movie. And as always, not all of us have fucking seen it or care to, because that's what we do. If you people would tell me that that was the fucking homework, then maybe I would have a chance to do the fucking homework. I can't read the mind. Who am I? Fucking Jean Grey? I read the the comic, which given that it's me who's saying this, I think counts as extra credit as well as doing the homework. I gotta be fair for Brian to have said that. That is fair. He's done done more than I would have ever expected him to have done. Oh, well. I'm surprised at myself. I'm not going to hate on Brian this episode. I will just sit here and be quiet. Nah, Why Brian, the hell there's still, you just, there's just, still plenty of time for that. Hey, hey it, I, yeah. I know all the rest of you have read the killing joke. I, I get it, but uh, and it's just a big step for me. But um, I'm just. I'll I, tell you I, what. I thought I what should mention it. It's been a good long Patrick, fucking time since I read it. It's yeah. been a long time since I read it too. But there are a lot of things about it, like that joke at the end, that are very memorable, and I will never forget. But Patrick, I gotta ask. I gotta ask ahead of time because there's a ton of shit. Even if you had read it, there are a ton of things that are in this that you would not know anything about if you had read the comic book 20 times. Because as I had read, and I didn't really think about this, uh, as I had read in an interview, and it's a fair point, the graphic novel is 48 pages. And this is an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, movie, I was so. wondering how the hell you expand that. <laughs> well, so, so I they, did hear they basically about the added, that they added to the front. So they added, so they yeah. added a 30 minute prologue to the front of the movie, basically. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. So I haven't I haven't seen it, but I have heard of the uh, <laughs> the controversy about it, and uh, so I, I will let you uh, expound on that. But even I was that, just, I, I, just, I was of. just wondering if you care about that before we go into it. No, go ahead. Don't dive in. All in. All right. But Brian, to answer your question, yes, there is a 30-minute uh, prologue that they add to the front of the movie. I, again, this should come as absolutely no surprise to anyone that's listened to this podcast before. I didn't have a problem with it. Now, yeah, I naturally. think I might have had a... I, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, um, I will say, though, that I actually think this is one of those times where I think I would have had a bigger problem with it if I hadn't been forewarned. But when I was forewarned, I think I had my reaction before I ever saw it. So by the time I saw it, I was expecting something much worse. And then when I saw it, I was like, that's actually not that big a deal. <laughs> so if I hadn't been forewarned, I might have had a bigger reaction. A few weeks ago, Michael shared with me the trailer, which... I guess I had seen, but just kind of forgot about. And his posting it reminded me that this whole thing was coming out and I wanted to see it. And and I did. Uh, yeah, I had no idea that there was this prologue, to put it politely. I had no idea. So I'm watching it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It made me yeah. very concerned that the story I expected was nowhere to be found. It just wasn't it goes there. On. It goes on for 30 minutes before the beginning where the comic starts. For, and has for, the, and for has 28 the sex scene. minutes. Yes. Between Batgirl and Batman has a sex scene. Um, and that's why I said, I, if I hadn't been what? forewarned about that, I think I would have had a problem with it. But the fact that I knew it, I saw it coming, I knew it going in, totally oh. lessened the blow for me. <laughs> so, I get it. That's why I'm All not right. going to sit here and say... Well, so do you think that, aside from run, er, dragging out the running time so they could call it a movie, was the 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 prologue good? Did it help the film? I would no. say because I was four. Or was it, or did it just well, not would, damage it? Here's what I was going to say. Look. Because I was. I, I, I'll just so say. Look. No, go ahead. God no, damn you it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go say. You say. One of you talk, and then the other so one look. talks, and it's called Episode 150, what, what? guys. Episode like, 150 is going to be awesome. Just, just look. <laughs> we'll get it together, I swear. <laughs> so. What I was saying was, I'm watching this, and it's, like I said, it's been a while since I read the book, and I'm sitting here really questioning myself, how well do you fucking remember this this story? I don't remember any of this shit. What is any of this shit got to do with what I expect to be in this, in this movie? And that shit went on for 30 fucking minutes, at least. Probably a little bit, little, no. little bit longer than that. It's from what I could tell. I think no. they're about halfway in it, before it finally clicked over, and I was like, "Okay." No. I actually, I actually took note of the time. It was almost exactly twenty-eight minutes before well, I the actual get away story from starts. going. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember this. This, this isn't what. 
I, I don't remember any of this. What the fuck is going on? Well, you should take heart. You only forgot two, apparently, a, a two or three minutes worth of the killing joke. So you asked so. if it detracted? Yeah, I would say, fuck yeah. It was a nice shit I- sandwich before my delicious prime rib. <laughs> Here's what I would say. I think, and this is why I, 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 the reason why I keep stressing this point is I really do feel like it's kind of like Watchmen for me. I feel like it's very, Watchmen is a very different movie if you don't know the type of movie that it is going in. I feel like because I was forewarned of what was going to happen, when I went in, I felt, I feel like the whole time that I was watching it, I was judging it knowing that this was this was there i was judging it in the what does this add and the one thing that i will say for me the reason why i don't think it sucks is i feel like the killing joke had four major characters but in the original the difference is one of those characters was only in one scene and i feel like the prologue changed that it allowed that character to have more than just the one scene where she was crippled (laughs) So well, yeah. I will grant it that, but that's what I said. I don't think I would have had that reaction had I known about that. Had I did not know about that, I think if you are not for and who, of course, you're not going to be forewarned. If you don't know about that going in, of course, you're not going to have that viewpoint. All you're going to be thinking is, when the fuck does the killing joke start? What is <laughs> right. the shit that is going on right now? So I yeah. think I was. I got the so, benefit of actually knowing does, that did was the trailers happen. did the trailers use nope, significant material? Single, for, no, nope, not a single shot. Uh, like, right. I didn't. It's not that I didn't like this. The killing joke. It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't like it as much as I expected. I had a bad time watching it. That's all. Yeah, I can. I get that. Especially if you didn't know it, that I prologue didn't like was it as much. Yeah. yeah. If if you don't know that prologue is coming, I will say it it could be a detractor. Like this is me being completely fair. I liked it, but I can honestly say if you're a fan of the original comic book and you don't know this is in there, it will cause you some anxiety. <laughs> well, I, I, I so I when I saw how that. long it was, I knew that they had to have done they. They had to be doing something because there's not an hour and a half worth of content there. No matter how much they, you know, expand each of the scenes from the book. I mean, they could have made it really slow and dramatic, but uh, I didn't see it going for an hour and a half. One thing that I so, will say. I mean, one thing that I will say is it did, though, I don't feel like it was necessary. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm glad they added this. It wasn't necessary, but I thought it was nice because in The Killing Joke, Batman says in the beginning, I've been thinking a lot lately, thinking about uh, us and you know where this is going. I felt like that prologue gave some context to that statement. I don't feel like it was needed because you can read the killing joke and just you can just say Batman had just been thinking about that. So it's not necessary, but I thought it was a nice little bit of context for that scene. No, that that scene in I guess that's in Arkham, right? That uh, 
where he confronts yeah. the Joker mm. or, or, you know, spoilers, uh, some, some stuff, Joker, yeah. some guy dressed as the, the Joker, but he didn't mm. know that until later. No. And when he gives him that, uh, you know, let's, let's not do this speech. Um, that was in the book. And I felt that that scene was, uh, really well done particularly the art style there with the lighting and everything. But uh, I, you know, that was one of my favorite scenes from the whole thing. So for those of us uh, that are listening uh, that have not read the killing joke or have seen it, um, but know that it's about Batman and the Joker and commissioner Gordon and Barbara Gordon, AKA Batman, what is in the prologue? Um, Cause I know about the sex scene, but that, that's no okay, way that could so- take. The 28 basic- minutes unless it's a Bang Bros video. So, um... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Bang Bros video that simulates Batgirl Batman sex. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, that's probably more wicked or vivid. But that, that's that's neither here nor there. That's, uh, yeah, we I'm don't need to advertise the, names we don't need to advertise the breadth of our knowledge of Bond porn. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make right? some notes uh, for the visual references. <laughs> <laughs> just go to just do a Google search. It'll it'll show you. Turn turn your safe search off. Um, um, but yeah. So what's what's the, and here's what's the, the particular Bang Brothers videos Patrick is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, advertisers! I'll take the money any way I can get it. <laughs> Isn't that right, Big Black Dildo? <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. God! <laughs> He got a double dose. Two stones. I didn't double think Charles could take one. two of them and you know back to back like oh. that. It's a oh. big bat, black he, double dong. <laughs> well, okay, now it's a party. I'm gonna yeah. need everyone to stop. What are you doing right now? I'm gonna need you to stop. Oh, what's the matter? Don't worry, Michael. The grown-ups are having a conversation right here. I oh, I can't, man. I can't handle it. By acting like children. Mm. All right. Wow. So the basic prologue was there was a new criminal element, a new gangster in town who was the son of a major crime boss. And he was making a lot of noise, making a big splash on the scene. And he had an affinity towards Batgirl. And Batman basically was telling her, he's too fixated on you. I got to take you off the case. He, This guy's become way too fixated on you. Um, Meanwhile, I'm going, what the fuck is any of this? <laughs> I, I do have to confess, I, up until now, I was just assuming the prologue would rela- it would somehow involve the Joker. <laughs> well, I'll get, I'll get to that no. in a second. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't at all. No, I, I will say the Joker is not in the prologue at all. <laughs> anyway, so, which, um, which? so the story then becomes about Batgirl, basically. The prologue is basically a short story that happens before the killing joke starts. <laughs> Uh, um, yes. About Batgirl. And then about you get Batgirl. to see the staples where they tacked it on. <laughs> well, I would say, so the, the basic story then becomes about Batgirl uh, trying to prove to Batman that she has 
a right to continue doing this, pushing back against him, and then admittedly, kind of weirdly, this turns into a scene where they're arguing, and then it turns into a kiss, and then they're having sex. She, like, takes her shirt off. I'm like, all right. Again, if I didn't know that was coming, even with even with me knowing that it was coming, that was jarring as fuck. <laughs> you know, um, I feel uh, I feel it's my duty to speak for the people that I had no fucking idea, <laughs> which is going to be different from all of you who now know that this is happening uh, and haven't seen it yet, because now you know. And no one I, I I had a serious <laughs> what the fuck is going on moment, and I went and got my my tablet and pulled up the comic to see if I fucking was losing my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I like stroke. What the hell? I this feel like Batman all. and uh, uh, any sex scene in a Batman strip. I feel like I would remember that. <laughs> yes, you would. You would. Um, so anyway, so that whole prologue basically ends with uh, Batman basically telling her that he is trying to keep her from being sucked into the abyss of becoming too obsessed. Having one person become too obsessed with you, you becoming too obsessed with that person. And she ends up losing you know, objectivity. Yeah, losing objectivity and, you know, to the situation. He- he makes the point that, uh, you know, even though they have a lot of similar skills and he's taught her a lot, uh, what she does in execution ain't anywhere near what he does in execution. Right. So at the, at the end, she does have this moment where naturally she is standing over the guy. She has won a victory, but she's just beating on him. And she realizes that she could very easily lose herself in just getting vengeance on this rage. guy that effectively, yeah. yeah, rage that effectively ruined everything. So she ends up, she decides that she's not going to be bad girl anymore. And that's the end of the prologue. To me, the reason why I thought it worked as a decent, but wildly unexpected prologue to the story was it does give context to why Batman had been thinking about the Joker because that situation was like the beginning of their relationship, and it was a parallel. I get why that situation would remind him of the Joker. So I, yeah, I get it. It wasn't. It wasn't a lack of understanding. No, I didn't think. You know, really, it, I'm not disappointed with the way they did it. Yeah, I'm really okay with it, even though I make <clears throat> the it's tacked on there joke. It, the experience was poor because I had knowledge of the storyline going in. If I had never read the book. I wouldn't know any fucking different. I would be a little upset that everyone's talking about this, the killing joke being a great Joker story and he doesn't show up for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And then when he does show up, it's not really him. You know, that's, that was a little annoying, but you know, whatever. You don't get to see the monster until further in. Okay. I know what you mean. Uh, I will say, uh, Oh, shit, I, was gonna, I had a whole thought there, and it's gone now. <laughs> they did something in the movie that I believe is in the comic book that I completely forgot about, but there's that sign that's Gotham Storage, and it's Gotham, 
Yeah. And then the storage goes down and the T.O. are blinking in and out until the T.O. goes away. So it just reads Gotham's Rage. <laughs> yeah, was that like, was beautiful. Right, that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was really uh, nice. But, I think I think that's going to end up being on the in the album art. Yeah, for this episode. So, okay, so look for it. Um, so so listening listening to what you've said about the prologue, that uh, that sex scene sounds really just tacked on there. Uh, yeah. Like, like you don't like you could have the whole you you know Batman. Hey, that you I, I don't want you working on the case anymore. Hey, I can do the case. Blah 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 blah. Because yep. I mean that's what uh, that's what uh, Nightwing does all the time. Like that's his story arc. It's like, hey, you know, Batman. It's like, hey, I'm not Batman anymore. I'm you know this goofy asshole, whatever. <laughs> and then I go out and I fight crime on my own. So, I, so why? I, like why? I will say this. I don't. I can't. I can't make a huge argument for it. It needed to be there. I don't think it needed to be there. But at the same time, there's a part of me that wants to quote. Barbara Gordon in the, in the actual movie, it's just sex. Like to me, I'm like, I don't feel like that needed to be there. And I don't, I do feel like it felt weirdly tacked on, but at the same time, I don't care that it's there either. <laughs> it's a sex scene. I don't actually care that they added a sex scene. It's a sex scene between Batman and Batgirl. That doesn't bother me. To me, yeah, I don't understand why it's a big deal that there's a sex scene in there. Like, I actually it's don't. It's not care that, that it's that scene. huge of a deal, but it played no role in the story. They might as well had a horse jumping scene and a skydiving at a helicopter scene for all it fucking mattered to the story. Yeah, well, like I said, I can't make a huge argument for it needed to be there. I don't think it needed to be there, but I also. Can't make a huge argument for. Oh, you got to take it out because it ruins the whole story. I don't think it ruins the story. It's just a sex scene. <laughs> I I have to admit, <laughs> I I don't have any particular like, a horse in this race, um, and I I'm a casual enough fan of Batman that it's it doesn't really none of this really matters much to me, but. If I'm a big fan of something, I generally like to see little prequel bonus features, deleted scene stuff added in that 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 uh, that grounds the context and expands on the context of what I saw in a in a story. So I probably would have liked it. Uh, just in general, I'm just guessing at what my reaction would be if I cared. But I think I would have liked it. So would- I'll say this, man. Like I I can see where there's some room. To make an emotional connection between Batman and Batgirl. It's Batgirl, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Batwoman okay. is a totally different character. <laughs> Which right. I think is weird. So, <laughs> because ultimately she ends up getting shot and we assume then that Batman uh, Bruce is deeply affected by this. And it's a little <laughs> clumsy, is what I'll say. It it's is. clumsy, and it's it's a little obvious if that's all that that is in there for. Because uh, that's like the shallowest of relationships, other than you dropped your keys at the Walmart, and someone picked them up and handed them back to you. I For me, I would say the reason why I liked it is 
I do like the fact that a character that was massively affected by the story did get to be in the story for more than just the one scene. Um, so I did, for me, that's why I liked it. But again, I, I will state, I think this is like the anti-Watchmen, whereas if, when you go into the movie Watchmen, if you know what the comic is like, you enjoy the movie more because you know what you're walking into. Here, if you know what the comic is like, I think you enjoy it less because you're expecting a very different movie and then you get this prologue, which is basically snuck up on you. Like the opening dialogue is a voiceover from Batgirl and she even says, I know this is not the beginning you were expecting and you certainly weren't expecting to hear from me this early. Like she even says that. It's the first line <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> so they knew yeah. damn well what they were doing. <laughs> but so so but so, look, look. If you go to a restaurant and you order a steak and they bring you out some onion soup. It doesn't matter how good the onion soup is. It ain't what you expected. Yeah, but if they bring a steak out afterwards. That's you know, a good point. point? <laughs> if you order the steak, no, no, they bring no, out onion soup, but then the steak comes out later. Because it's not like the steak doesn't go. No, no, no. If you go to a restaurant and you order steak and then they bring out fucking onion soup and then 40 minutes later somebody shows up with a steak, you're going to be like, fuck this minutes. place. Well, <laughs> I want my fucking money back because well, no, I no, didn't order no, this. I ordered a fucking I, steak. No, I can, I can honestly say if I still got my steak and I got onion soup beforehand, I would say, ooh, free onion soup. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. No, you no, are you fucking not. crazy. I, mean, if I, I didn't order... No, no, no. I if no, I no, no. Because you knew that it was coming. If you, if knew, I knew, but if you knew, sure. If you had no idea your steak was coming and this, the waiter drops off your onion soup and walks the fuck away, you'd be like, well, well this I, is queer. I would like to say that if I was in that situation, I would have asked the waiter as he dropped it off. Hey, man, is my well, fucking as steak it coming? happens in this analogy, <laughs> the waiter turns into vapor and doesn't come the, back the waiter drops 28 it minutes and takes later. Off. Because you are in the bathroom when the onion soup comes. This is, you come back, this there's is onion the weirdest, soup. You're like trying to flag down the this waiter. This is the weirdest, wait, the weirdest restaurant I've ever eaten at in my life. And <laughs> that's Batman. Free random. Yeah, called the Killing Joke. <laughs> killing Joke Cafe, asshole. That's um, right. Enjoy your soup. <laughs> so, okay. Um, By the way. Like aside, uh, there's a boner at the end of your soup. I just want you to know that. <laughs> By the way, wow. the well, onions in your soup have sex in the middle of it. I'm just going to go ahead and spread it out. <laughs> so I've, I've heard you say this a couple times about how, you know, you've got the four major characters, but Batgirl's only in the killing joke for a little bit. But isn't, like, isn't the killing joke... Like a Commissioner Gordon Batman story. It is, but like I, the is. Joker is there as the catalyst, and you so, know, and Barbara so the, is there as the, as as to to affect Jim Gordon, and then the Oracle stories are Batgirl's Barbara's stories about being shot. Right? But so, but here's my thing: the reason why I would actually say if they didn't have the after effect, I wouldn't. I would have said I would have classified Barbara Gordon as a minor character, but. Because the killing joke became so important to Bar to Barbara Gordon's character, she it elevates her role in that story. So to me, 
even now, when I, even before this movie, when I read The Killing Joke, it stands out to me that she's only in the one scene. So it is weird to me. Even before I knew they That's, were at that prologue. I, I, I got a problem with that. The reason there was so much follow-on after The Killing Joke was because The Killing Joke, as it was told, fucking rocked. Mm-hmm. It was great. So, of course, people wrote stuff after it that didn't increase the import of the story upon which they were based. I would say... Yeah, that does seem a little weird. I would and say, I would say also that the impact in the movie of the Jim Gordon insanity ride was really diminished. Like, I, I just remember it having more, like, visceral grit in the book, and I don't know if that's just a... Uh, a media translation kind of thing, or if I was just overly distracted by bat boners and unnecessary storytelling, or what? <laughs> I do think that when you translate Brian, Brian Bolland's artwork, which is purposely disturbing, into an animated movie, it's going to come off as less jarring. It would. I don't think there was any way that they could have got around that. <laughs> it is... Artwork yeah. that's specifically drawn to be jarring. But what I would say, Patrick, to answer your question is yep. they added stuff to the to the movie because they felt like they had to fill in time. And for me, when I know that, I feel like this is a good way to do that. If you're going to do it, I have no problem with you using that time to elevate a character that has affected majorly by this story. So to me, I thought the prologue was put to good use to elevate a character that was heavily affected by this story. That is why I feel Yeah, that at way. least it was connected. I, I, I feel it was at least connected. Uh, and I'm not sure it wasn't totally necessary. Like, this could have been 40 minutes of animation, and I would have been happy with that if it was... For that part of the story, the the killing joke part of it, I think they did a good job. I mean, really good, in fact. I found that, you know, that was... I'm not disappointed really in that, although I did notice it it had a different flavor to it. It had a different uh, tone to it, and that could just be art, but it's also been a long time, and I knew what was going to happen, too, so... Well, there's that aspect of it. There are it had a, it it felt different to me too, but I I chalked that up to when I read the original Killing Joke. Look, I love Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill does an amazing job as that character, but I the Joker that's in the Killing Joke is a much darker version of the character than I think hearing Mark Hamill doing the voice could ever be. So to me, I don't know if Mark Hamill could ever hit the level of dark that the Joker is in The Killing Joke. Because the presence of his voice alone. And he did a phenomenal job, especially when you got to see the pre-Joker Joker. Joker. I think Mark Hamill did a phenomenal job at doing that. But it's still Mark Hamill doing the Joker, an exceptional Joker, but not one that I am particularly scared of, no. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the, I could be scared of him in uh, Return of the Joker. So, that was the darkest I, I think I've seen. I'd have, I'd have I would say it. he was actually darker yeah. in Return of the Joker. 
I, I think you do need to watch it. Uh, I think you would really enjoy it. And now, you know, I know you haven't just been putting it off. I mean, it, Patrick, did, it uh, just came out. Uh, I'm sure you do intend to watch it. I will say this. Uh, the other thing that kind of made it seem slightly muted to me is this, the final scene in the comic book is uh, this moment where the Joker and Batman kind of shared this moment where they both kind of come off as crazy. And it's even, yeah. it's even kind of, you can interpret it. And I know I'm not crazy on this. I know I'm not the only person that, that possibly interpreted it this way. Cause I've read other people say this. You could even possibly interpret that Batman actually kills the Joker at the end of that. I mean, I know he doesn't, but you yeah. could read it that way. And then when you yes. get to that scene at the end of the movie, you have none of that in there. It's like, they're laughing, but when I read it in the cowl book, I was reading it like, Batman's fucking crazy here. And I didn't, you don't get it, at it, it, the end of the killing joke, the movie, it's just two people sharing a moment. And I get, that was probably the best you were going to get. I think that's one of those moments that works well in a comic book and would translate rough if you ever translated that. So, because well, you just get less information, yeah, in the book. But I think in that case, less information yeah. is actually better. Well, yeah, that, the ha ha ha's at is. the end. You're not sure if the Joker is still ha ha haing, or it's just Batman, and that the Joker's not there anymore. You know, right. Uh, in the comic, right. yeah. and you can't obviously you know if Mark Hamill's laughing when you're watching the movie. So yeah, there's a there's a darkness to the end of the Killing Joke that would have been extremely difficult to translate into any form of live action or animated form. So that's not a mark against the movie. That's just and that's the, that's something you just have to accept when they adapt the Killing Joke. That scene would have always been muted. There's that scene works best in comic book form. <laughs> So, and that's actually one of the reasons that I love The Killing Joke. There are things in The Killing Joke that actually work best as a comic book. And if you ever translated it into anything else, you would get a lesser version of it. I like when something well, works best in the medium that it's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, let's is, face it. I, I guess you can understand then that when I say I liked it, I did. It just wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be, and I was certainly taken aback by the prologue yeah. and uh, some of the other changes, air quotes, I, uh, I don't think, that were made. I don't think you and I would have felt that differently if I didn't know ahead of time. So damn the San Diego yeah. Comic-Con for giving me a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even read the fucking articles. I just saw fucking headlines. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Anyway, you know what's also awesome? Sci-fi show that Have you been there recently? Oh my god! It seems like every once in a while they publish a new update with like a, a little MP3 file attached. And then what I found is you can subscribe to the content they have at SciFiShow.net, like like on all these different things. It's in iTunes, and you can get it through Facebook and and uh, directly off the website. If you're a patron at sci- at patreon.com slash SciFiShow, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash SciFiShow, then you can play it right on your phone and get it early before anyone else. It's awesome. 
So definitely check it out. We're on Twitter and we're on Google Plus and all of the things. That's SciFiShow.net. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. I'm Bat Brian. <sighs> yeah, okay. At least it wasn't a dick joke. <laughs>